Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And this week we are going to finish the year. Yes, this is the last episode of the entire year. I won't be uploading for the next two weeks. It's my only break of the year, you guys, but I will miss you dearly, I promise. But we are going to finish strong with a solo episode. For our current mood combo, we are going to do an honest recap of 2021. I'm going to share some healthy holiday tips and just talk about a realistic new year as you guys kind of get into the new year's resolutions. You start seeing everything on your Instagram right after Christmas. Everyone's like resolutions, goals, health, wellness, whatever. We're going to take a realistic approach to that and just dive into all the things we need to before I let you guys go for holiday break. And I hope you enjoy that. You are not getting pulled over right now. That is a siren because we live in the city of Chicago and there's always a siren on. So before we get into all that good stuff for our current mood combo, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this past week was just having a good balance. I really like sometimes when I'm home, it's easy to isolate myself. And I'm kind of going to talk about that in holiday tips. But it's easy to like be cold and tired and just be like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to go to my mom's house. I feel like I had a really good balance of taking time for myself, but also spending time with my loved ones. Sometimes you don't know like your boundaries, right? It's easy to be like, oh, I should be spending more time. It's, you know, it's important to do that. And it totally is. But taking those moments for yourself as well and kind of at least having that balance lets you feel less guilty. So since, you know, I went over to dinner at my mom's house twice, I was like, you know what? Tonight I'm really, really tired. I took a nap. I woke up. I was exhausted. I was like, I'm going to stay in tonight, but I'll be over tomorrow. So just having that balance instead of kind of being flaky or just overcommitting yourself, that is totally a best mood, especially when we have tons of people to see, a ton of places to go during this season. My best mood is always having a good balance. You don't feel like you're letting anyone down. You don't feel like you're letting yourself down. It is a good mood. My worst mood this week was New Year's future tripping. Yeah. So with there only being a few weeks left in the year, I definitely have found myself freaking out about the new year, which like if you really think about it, it's like a social construct. Like what is time? You know, like a new year, it's just literally you wake up and it's another day. So putting that into perspective, you should really not be too stressed out because you get a little break and you go back to doing the same old, same old stuff the next day. Obviously, a lot can change in a year. Trust me, we'll get to that in our honest recap. But at least kind of try to like dumb it down a little bit in the sense of when you're freaking out about what the future holds and what you want to accomplish in the next year, where you're going to be in the next year. I definitely found myself freaking out about all of those things. And I'm trying to really kind of soothe myself by 
just trusting that everything's going to work out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be. I always do. So what's the point in wasting my time stressing out about stuff? There's obviously a fine line of making goals and planning and figuring your shit out. And then obviously then getting anxious about it, future tripping, stressing out, having unrealistic expectations, just being too much, right? So I've kind of had to draw myself back a little bit and get away from the anxious future tripping part and just focus on more of like, what do I want to achieve? What are some goals? What's going to make me feel good going into the new year instead of freaking out about what could go wrong, why I need to plan because it's a total worst mood. Like it's literally just so stressful, so anxiety inducing because it's scary. You really, if you look back and think about all the things you've done this year, it's like, for me at least, I think, wow, I have to do this all again. Oh my God, what am I going to do this year? So it's definitely a little bit scary if you're someone who's anxiety prone like me. But at the end of the day, you know, life's going to throw things at you. You're going to figure it out. It's all going to be okay. So that's why I kind of talked about last week, you know, really just enjoying where you are in the moment, being present and focusing on what's right in front of you and where you are instead of even a few weeks because it's the new year. For mood boosters this week, one of the biggest ones, you guys, was fixing my sleep schedule. There is nothing that's more opposite of a mood booster than when your sleep schedule is fucked up. Like when you don't get proper sleep or you wake up late and you're all stressed out because you're like, holy shit, I just slept in an hour. I slept in two hours. I just missed out on this, this and this. I literally fell asleep last week at like two o'clock in the morning. I slept till like 11 o'clock. I've never been in a worse mood. I was so mad at myself and you just feel like lethargic and crappy. And so I made it like my mission to fix my sleep schedule. I also have a reoccurring alarm that goes off at the same time every single day. So even if I do sleep in, at least like my body can, well, not my body, I guess my mind, I can just make the choice of like, is this really worth sleeping in a little bit? Do I want to snooze? Because this is the time I'm supposed to get up every day. So I'm not saying I'm perfect with sleep, but I do have the reoccurring alarm, which really, really helps. And just making sure I'm winding down and actually getting myself to bed. If I find myself watching TV too much, I know I have to do something to cut myself off of that kind of habit because it's just sometimes it's not worth it. I definitely let myself like once a month have a night where I just stay up super late and I watch TV and I'm like, fuck it. Who cares? I can do whatever I want. Like it's almost like when sometimes you like want to go out and party and stay out till two o'clock in the morning and you're like, you know what? You only live once. Let's go out and have a ball. That's literally how I approach staying up late and watching TV. I'm like, YOLO, you only live once. Let's stay up and watch NCIS or Yellowstone or whatever it is. And after I had the flu, obviously I was sleeping like a crazy person. So my sleep schedule was totally effed up. Then I was addicted to Yellowstone, which by the way, such a mood booster. I know I said I started it last week. I was like on season two, I think. Yeah. So I finished it. Um, that was my me time for the week. It is so freaking good. I, if you guys don't have anything to watch over the holidays, I'm telling you, get through the first episode, get on to the second one. And by the end of the second episode, you'll be in. And then it just only gets more addictive from there. It is so good. 
See, can you see why I had trouble falling asleep? Obviously. So I forced myself to stop watching Yellowstone. I even took a little bit of like melatonin, magnesium one night because I could just find myself like not being able to relax in combination with like future tripping and everything. Because TV is like a good de-stressor for me. Like I'm not going to lie. I know it's not the healthiest thing. And clearly I had to cut myself off from it. But I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes it's nice to just fucking watch TV. Sit back, relax and enjoy a show. I was stressed. I was overwatching TV because I was escaping my real life in Yellowstone. I cut myself off, took some magnesium, a little bit of melatonin, and forced myself for two nights in a row to go to bed. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I was tossing and turning. But you guys, once you fix your sleep schedule, you start waking up, feeling better. Oh my God, I feel so much better. Mood boosted. There's nothing worse than feeling like a lazy piece of crap and sleeping in in the morning. That's just me. Since I started waking up in the morning... My next mood booster is Celsius. I haven't talked about Celsius in so long. I have been drinking Celsius long before it was like a thing on Instagram. No, this is not an ad. I wish it was. But I got back on the Celsius train because coffee has just been tasting like absolutely horrible to me. And I do want to go on record and let you guys know that if you're someone who loves matcha like me, I actually stopped drinking Starbucks matcha probably at least a month ago because as much as I love it and it tastes good, it's really just a treat. It's not actual matcha. So when you get matcha like at the grocery store or maybe if you live in L.A., like at Alfred's or I don't know what it is in New York, like just like a nice kind of like coffee shop, you know, basically not Starbucks. Usually it's like some ceremonial matcha grade powder. It's like real matcha. They make you a matcha latte. That's amazing. The antioxidants and just everything in matcha is the epitome of a mood booster. It's so good for you. It's good for your metabolism. It's good for your energy. It has L-theanine naturally occurring in it. We love a matcha moment. However, the matcha at Starbucks is made in their factory. And so when you request sugar-free matcha, like let's say you just order a matcha latte, no added sweetener with almond milk, that's great. You're going to be like, wow, this tastes freaking incredible. I'll tell you why. In the factory, wherever they make their matcha at Starbucks, it is not ceremonial grade. It, it is combined with sugar. So if you think you're drinking something sugar-free and you want to be drinking something sugar-free and you order a matcha latte at Starbucks, you are not. There is a lot, a lot of sugar in the Starbucks matcha latte. And I kind of had a suspicion of it. I didn't really care. But I get like a venti and I get like extra scoops of matcha for caffeine. And once I just kind of figured it out, if you actually look at the ingredients online, instead of just like asking if there's sugar in it, the baristas will tell you like there's a ton of sugar in it. So that's kind of my little like side tangent about why you shouldn't order matcha lattes all the time at Starbucks. Because I mean, let's be honest, like sugar's inflammatory. Sugar's just not good for you. It's not good for your immune system. It's not a mood booster, you guys. I'm sorry. Do I love sugar? Of course. I love eating chocolate. I love these things. But every single morning venti, when I'm thinking I'm doing something good for me by drinking matcha, it ain't what you think it is. That's all I'm going to say. So I've switched over because coffee has just not been tasting good to me. If I do get coffee, I just get coffee with a splash of almond milk. But sometimes that just honestly tastes like duty to me and I don't feel like it. And coffee just gives you this extra little boost of anxiety, which is not what we do here. We do mood boost, not anxiety boost. So sometimes you got to switch it up. 
that's why sometimes I switch to matcha. We love a matcha moment. We don't do Starbucks. Haven't found anywhere I like in Chicago. What we do love is Celsius. And so I've been buying it at the grocery store. I used to get it like delivered on Amazon, just like a case of it at the house. And it really gives you that like source of energy where you feel like up and just like attentive and ready to work or work out, whatever it is. I'm not saying I don't know if it's the healthiest thing in the world for you, but it definitely is like a healthier option of a energy drink. I think it tastes amazing. It's definitely not like naturally occurring, whatever. I really, really like it. I'm not going to like lay down on the train tracks for it, defending it on the podcast because I haven't like done my Google research research yet. But if you if you love Celsius as much as I do, you you know what I'm talking about. It's great. I mean, if you look at the can, it's healthy energy, natural caffeine, accelerates metabolism, burns body fat, zero sugar, non-GMO. But then if you really look at the ingredients, it has like taurine in it, which I don't think is that great. But a lot of the caffeine is extracted from like green tea leaf extract. Um, so there's some stuff in it, you know, I don't know like how much bad stuff is in it. There's no, there's no sodium. There's a little bit of carbs, whatever. I don't give a sh- I don't care that much about like ingredients and stuff. I just think it's definitely better than Starbucks. So I'm going to stop rambling about that. But Celsius has been my mood booster because it doesn't make me crash. It really gets me motivated. It gives me the caffeine that I need because I'm someone that needs caffeine in the morning and it doesn't give me anxiety. It doesn't make me jittery. It gets the job done. Like I said, it made me attentive. One of my mood boosters is finishing the year strong in a sense of work. I have a few things to do. I crushed them at the end of last week. I'm going to crush this podcast. If you're going into your last week of work, whether it's just this week or maybe a little bit next week because you're remote and I'm sure your boss is taking advantage of you the week leading up to Christmas, finish strong. Don't half ass. Make yourself proud. Like that is kind of what I decided to do instead of kind of like getting senioritis and just like letting everything fall to the wayside. Cause you guys, nothing's going to like magically happen overnight when the ball drops at midnight in the new year. You got to go back to your job. You got to go back to your life. You got to go back to your body. You got to go back to your skin. So just finish strong. Just keep doing what you're doing. Finish strong. Don't let things fall to the wayside. That's my mood booster. And my last one is lotion and water. Holy crap. If you're in the city of Chicago, This weather is crazy. I started breaking out a little bit. I had to get a facial. She said, my skin's looking a lot better because I'm using so much lotion and hydrating. She said, it's incredible, the difference. So don't be afraid of lotion. Necessary all over your body. Be lotion all over your face and drink tons and tons of water. That's what I've been doing. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you not have boundaries? Do you need to take better care of yourself? Are you future tripping and having anxiety? I want you to have more best moods than worst moods, or at least be able to get through the worst moods. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, but it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable way room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. 
It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com mood. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. The special offer for my mood listeners is 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mood. Okay, for our current mood combo, we are going to go through three subject matters that we must before I let you guys go for the rest of the year. First, I wanted to do an honest recap of 2021. It's so crazy to look back at this year and think of all the things I've done. I highly recommend it. In a sense of just like honesty, you know, and not like what did I accomplish this year? Just like genuinely looking at the things you've done, because not all of them are good, but I'm sure you learned something from it or something came of it or whatever. Just honestly looking back at the year and just kind of being able to note, oh, okay, wow, so I did that or, oh, I thought I was going to do that. Maybe I need to kind of work on that a little bit more. It's very fascinating when you look back at your year, just like honestly, not in a sense of like, what am I going to post to Instagram and show everyone like I'm proud of for myself this year. For some reason, whenever I look back at my years, I look back at some of the shitty shit. And maybe that's a little off brand because I should be looking at the mood boosting aspects of my year, but I do, they, they come into play. But I really look back at my year in a sense of like, how big of a hot mess was I this year? That's genuinely how I look back. So I remember at the beginning of the year, more so maybe at the end of 2020, beginning of the 2021, I made an honest and conscious decision to turn my life and my will over to my higher power. I know that everyone has different faith and whatever. I just am someone that whenever I talk about it, I truly believe that it, that there is something greater than ourselves, whether you refer to it as God, the universe, anything, a, a person, a, an idea, whatever it is. That's your higher power. Maybe you don't have one at all. That's okay too. I decided to make a conscious decision of turning my life and my will over to God because there's so many things I can't control. So I focus what I can control and I turn the rest over. That was kind of me going into the year. And in January, I was super underweight. I was super subconsciously just like lay Miz because I had just come off the heels of a breakup a couple months before. I moved into a new house. And, you know, on the outside, everything looked pretty decent. I was trying to get over my heartbreak. I was doing the things I was supposed to be doing. But I definitely wasn't fully taking care of myself to the point where in February, my family set up a little thing we call an intervention. I'm sure you guys remember this. Like, this is what I'm saying. When you look back at your year, like, does it really feel that long ago? Because it doesn't. I feel like that was, I mean, at the same time, it's like, yes, that feels like so long ago in a sense of like me having to have an intervention with my family because I wouldn't need one right now. But at the same time, I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. Anyway, in February, beginning of February, I had an intervention. My family was concerned about my weight. They were concerned about how I was taking care of myself. They were concerned that I wasn't getting better. And sometimes it really does take an outside perspective of the people that love and care about you to just be honest and straightforward with what they see from the outside. And I'm not saying that you always need everyone's opinion and everyone's advice because, you know, you are in control of your own life. But, you know, when you're not doing well, it really, you know, is nice when someone kind of steps in and, 
says what they really see from the outside. And that's what my family did. And it was this really breaking point for me in a sense of it's just exactly what I needed to hear. I needed to know that people cared about me. I needed to know that people kind of saw something in me and were worried about me. Not in a sense of like I needed pity, but like I needed to hear it hear it because I don't want anyone to worry about me I don't want to worry other people like I'm not this 16 year old that wants attention anymore you know like when I'm not doing well and I'm miserable I can deal with that because it's only affecting me and I'm the one that has to deal with the misery but when other people are concerned and other people are worried for me that was like this big wake-up call of okay I didn't realize how bad it was that it's like affecting the other people around me and yeah you know what they're not wrong like I should be taking better care of myself. So that was really eye-opening to me. And it weirdly, like right when I kind of briefly mentioned it to the people on my team, because, you know, I have agents and managers, people that have worked with me for a very long time, they all instantly were like, you know what? We've been meaning to talk to you. We're worried too. So this was just like uh, two days of really having this like release of just kind of relief that people saw how I was feeling and that I was validated in how I was feeling. No one was like, hey, you're fine. Suck it up. Like, get back on the horse. Like, come on, you got this. Everyone was like, wow, you need to pump the brakes. Like, you really need a break. And we all agree. And we all want you to do what's best for you. It was so nice getting that permission and honesty from other people. Not that you need permission for that, but as someone who kind of feels that way, to really have people step up and be like, hey, stop you need a break. You need to take care of yourself. That was really eye-opening for me. And it really gave me the permission to feel feelings that I was suppressing so that I could keep doing my job and keep trying to be present with other people, even though I wasn't present at all. I was hiding it, hiding out in my room, watching TV, just kind of, you know, being like, Hey, yeah, I'll eat dinner, whatever. Like I wasn't eating during the day. I would just show up for dinner. I would pick, I was nauseous all the time. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't well. But it's really just I needed that push to kind of put my life into gear, and I just really needed a break. It's not like it happened overnight, but just the relief of not having to work and being able to focus on myself, like, really just gave me this opportunity to breathe for the first time, to start feeling my feelings, like I said, and move forward after just really having a downward spiral. I was so ready to just kind of take a hold of my life and focus on myself and have a break. But in a few days later, even though I was doing that, I happened to reconnect with the person I now call my boyfriend, which (laughs) they always say, once you start focusing on yourself and living for yourself and you stop trying and you don't date, someone walks into your life. And that's what happened. And so, like, right at the end of February, I started going on dates with him, and it was crazy because I, I, I wasn't looking for anything, and I had no interest in dating, and I really didn't think that I could, could connect with someone, but it was just genuinely from the moment we said hello, and I know this sounds so cheesy, but it's genuinely just the honest truth. It was, like, a physical and an emotional connection within seconds and it was just this feeling of when you leave the person you're like wait I don't want to leave them I don't want to not be around them like I want to see this person again I want to be around this person because I feel so connected and as someone that was like going through shit and off the heels of a heartbreak a few months before it was really confusing that I felt this way because I didn't think I was capable of feeling that and I'd never really felt that before because it was just so brief and quick and easy and 
just unexpected. And so since it was such like a strong in, since it was just such like a strong feeling that I felt so like, oh my gosh, I have to like see this through. I have to pursue this. Like I want to be around this person. I feel like myself around this person, which I didn't feel like myself in my last relationship. I tried really, really hard to be a perfect version of someone I wasn't for four years. And I didn't feel like that around this person. And he was really fucking cute. So that was a bonus. So we started dating and I was really vulnerable and I started letting my walls down really quickly just because it was so easy. But he ended up leaving after a month of dating and spending time with my family and going on hikes and working with myself and starting to be happy again and also being happy because I met this person and it was so exciting. But at the beginning of April, end of March, he left. He left for work and he would be gone for three months without a phone. And we decided to not date, even though we both had really, really strong feelings for each other. He knew that what was best for himself was to focus on where he needed to be and not have to worry about having a girlfriend. And I respected that. And that kind of goes back. And the reason I bring it up is because it goes back to what I said about turning my life and my will over to a higher power. Because I knew that I was not going to force this person to date me. I was not going to get anxious and freak out and stress out. Was I a little bit sad and like a little bit anxious behind the scenes? Yes, but I didn't project that onto him. I was really in the in that month, I was really focused on living a life based on love, not fear. And the I wasn't going to be driven by the fear of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to see him again. Oh my gosh, I can't believe like just all of the fearful thoughts. If I loved this person, in this short period of time, if I feel love for him, what I should do is let him go, respect his needs, respect his boundaries, respect the time and space that he needs, and just be kind and be supportive and trust that by turning this over, because I can't control it, I can't force him to do something, I just have to focus on what I can control, which is how I handle the situation out of love, and turn over the rest to whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Then I, you know, couldn't talk to him because he straight up didn't have a phone. So I just focused on myself. I had fun in April. I went to Cabo with my friend. I hung out with my brother. My mom and my little brother came back in town. We all hung out. We were going out. I was making all these changes in my personal life, really focusing on who I was outside of a relationship and especially an unhealthy just not suitable relationship for me that I was in for four years and just doing things that made me happy and hanging out and just like really kind of enjoying my life and trying to gain weight back and make healthy habits and kind of get back into work without being so stressed. And I started kind of just feeling that like I wanted to do more. Like I wasn't really happy where I was. I wanted to make a change and kind of like keep having more fun. I went on this trip to Nashville with the Austray sisters and my best friends from home. I went to, before that, I went to Scottsdale for a bachelorette party and I had so much fun. I felt so myself again. I just felt so grounded being with my best friends from home and being with my family in between. And I knew that I just needed to be able to go home and be with these people or else I was just going to lose my mind. Because L.A. can be a really, really toxic place. And I felt like all my friends in L.A. were in relationships. And, you know, it it just, even though my friends in 
Chicago are in relationships. It's just like a different vibe. And I just felt like switching it up because I know that I have strong relationships in both places. And I thought, you know what? Everyone's changing. Everyone's getting married and all this stuff. Why don't I go home for a little bit before like the wedding and all this crazy stuff happens? And I just feel like it's what I needed. I wanted to spend more time with my grandparents. I knew that my grandparents were getting older and I thought that it would be just such an opportunity to spend time with them. So I did it. And I just kind of said, fuck it. And I made it happen. An opportunity fell in my lap that I was able to go home and I went home. And I was dating and I was meeting people. You know, obviously in the back of my mind, my now boyfriend was always there, but there was nothing I could do about it because he didn't have a phone. I, you know, started knowing, like, okay, I was doing the math. I knew he was going to be getting his phone back soon. June was coming up. I was having fun in Chicago, and it was all exciting, and I was just, like, having a hot girl summer. And then um, one day I was sitting with my little brother, and I, you know, kind of knew that my boyfriend was getting his phone back, even though he wasn't my boyfriend yet. And I went to our text messages and I clicked on the little text box and the little arrow switched from green to blue. And I literally threw my phone across the room and started freaking out because I realized his phone was on. So his phone was finally on and I started freaking out. My little brother was like, oh my God, are you going to text him? Are you going to text him? And I was like, no, I shouldn't. Because I kind of had this thought in the back of my mind all summer of like, oh my God, he's going to come back and he's going to want to date me. And everything's going to work out. But then it's like, as it got closer, I was like, oh my God, I can't live in that fantasy world in- anymore. Like he's actually going to get his phone back soon. That's not going to happen. Like, let's be realistic. Now it's just the beginning of the end, the beginning of disappointment because nothing's going to happen. And I just had to go back to dating in Chicago. All my friends knew this. Everyone knew this. I was, this was a thing for, from the moment he motherfucking left because that's how like strong our connection was and how kind of like, passionate I was about this relationship even though I kind of just let it let it go you know moments later I get a snapchat from him freak out again I decide to take one for the team I send him a text the next morning after we snapchat a little bit that night and we just start talking the rest of the week we're on we're you know sending texts all this stuff and I kept you know just sending normal texts and thinking he doesn't need to respond. I keep saying like, okay, well, I hope you're well. Or like, okay, like da-da-da-da-da. But then he kept the conversation going. And I was like, mom, this is so crazy. Like, I'm giving him outs in the conversation. And he keeps like asking me how I'm doing and like sending me updates. And we're still talking and it's like Thursday. And she's like, oh, Lauren, don't be an idiot. He's obviously going to ask you out. I was like, mom, why would he ask me out? That's so dumb. Lo and behold, I get a text saying, you know, do you want to get together this weekend? And once again, I start freaking out. Me and all my girlfriends are like, oh, my God, because I'm over here thinking that, like, why would that happen to me? He's not going to want to see me, blah, blah, blah. Just being a little pessimistic, but, you know, trying to protect myself. So he asked me out to dinner. And within, I don't know, like 30 minutes of us reconnecting after he'd been away, we decided to start dating. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's not normal, I would say. But given the circumstance, it was like. You're, we're either doing this or we're not because we have to both be committed to doing this. And we decided over a nice dinner and going to Navy Pier with some friends that we were going to date. And so we started dating in June and I would see him on the weekends and see my friends during the week, work during the week. And I was making sure to see my grandparents throughout all of this. I started saying yes to life more, started figuring out what I enjoyed doing. 
I didn't, I was really conscious of not worrying about how I looked. I didn't want to just like work out to look a certain way. I was eating whatever I wanted without feeling guilty about it. I was genuinely just enjoying life. I wasn't trying to be skinny and hot and perfect. I was just having fun. I wasn't sucking in my stomach when I took a picture. I was just letting that little beer belly hang over my jeans. I didn't care. I was doing all that stuff. July came around and my grandpa got really sick and it was kind of the beginning of literally not doing anything besides getting what I needed to get done done, going on the weekends to pick up my boyfriend in the suburbs, go to see him and then be at the hospital every single weekday in the suburbs as well. So I spent a lot of time driving to and fro, being with my family Monday through Friday and being with my boyfriend maybe Friday night and Saturday and driving him back Sunday and just kind of doing that until my grandpa passed. And my boyfriend left um, for San Diego right before my grandpa passed away. And I was home, obviously, dealing with that, dealing with my first real loss in my entire life. This is the first one I've ever had to deal with. This is the first loved one that's ever left us and left me specifically. And, you know, we said goodbye and we grieved and we did the funeral and everything. And then that's kind of when... You know, in August, I went out, I got my house ready to lease, and the travel began. I was traveling literally to and from California to see my boyfriend back and forth, spending weeks in California, then weeks in Chicago, then doing it again and again and again. And towards the end of fall, I started becoming more and more exhausted. I wasn't really grieving properly. I was grieving very slowly with a lot of denial And I kind of just started, you know, making my way, chugging along into winter, having to accept that the holidays were coming up and just figuring out kind of how I'm going to balance this new version of my life. And that's kind of where we are today. I do lots of therapy. I'm figuring out my boundaries still. You know, I didn't know what needs were until literally... February of this past year when my therapist told me that I was allowed to have them. This was like shocking information. And I've spent the entire year figuring out what my needs are, how to communicate my needs, how to have boundaries with anyone in my life. I've strengthened my faith even more than I did the past year, which was a lot. And I've just had to learn how to trust. I've learned a lot, a lot of patience through my relationship because, you know, I never thought I'd be someone that just let someone go and then, you know, was patient for three months until they came back around and navigating this new long distance relationship with the added stresses of his job has been something I've had to learn a lot and a lot of patience with. And I've just had to really, really trust the process and really try to focus on the things I can control and really try to figure out what those rituals and mood boosters are that keep me sane while balancing this new lifestyle that I don't even really fully know what it looks like and being okay with not knowing what it looks like. And it's been like a long year of personal growth and I'm never going to be finished because you're never going to be finished growing as a human being. But I've definitely learned a lot of what I kind of need to be okay and 
how to make that happen in my life. Cause you know, there's a difference between knowing it and executing it in your real life. And that's kind of what I'm figuring out right now. I'm figuring out what I need and I'm figuring out if I need to execute on something and if I still need time to figure it out because it's okay to not fully know. I, you know, I remember talking to my therapist just a couple months ago saying like, and she said something along the lines of like, are those really your needs? Like, are you just stressed and you just don't know things or like, is that something you really need to communicate? Because is there actually a solution there? And I'm like, well, you know what? I guess not. Like, I guess, I guess I do need to figure out what my needs actually are because this is all just like worries and stress and there's really no solution right now besides acceptance and, you know, sticking to the choices that I made. If you're looking for ways to skip the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. I personally love Stamps.com because I hate going to the post office. I had to mail out so many freaking holiday gifts this year, you guys, and it was stressing me out so much. But Stamps.com pulled through and made it so easy that I got it all done last week and I didn't even have to worry about it and I didn't have to leave my apartment. Whether you're selling online or running an office or a side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time and money and stress during the holidays. Access all of the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office instead of using Stamps.com is just kind of like, I don't know, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going... A couple floors? Sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day? You could use a break. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code MOOD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MOOD. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that uh, half everything after the stamps.com got deleted somehow that just stopped recording. So I guess I just was talking to nothing, even though I'm already talking to nothing when I, you know, record anyway. But so now I'm going to talk to you guys about a realistic new year. I know we've talked a lot about being super gentle and super compassionate with yourself, and you should do the same thing when reflecting on your year and setting new goals. We don't need to reflect on the past year, holding ourselves to a super high standard. I think we forget that 2020 was obviously a shit show, and 2021, you know, just because the pandemic seemed like it was maybe over or whatever, we kind of had to go back to work, we weren't as isolated, blah, blah doesn't mean it still wasn't really weird and odd and hard. And so if you look back at your year and you feel like maybe you didn't accomplish as much or you didn't get out there as much, you didn't meet the man of your dreams, you didn't blah, blah, blah. You guys, it was still a really odd year. It was still the year after a pandemic that we're still living through. And you need to be super, super gentle with yourself. I think that's why It's easy for me to look back and see all the times that I was an absolute hot mess. It's almost like when I look back at my years, I just kind of go by every mental breakdown. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I was mentally unstable in January. And then in February, I actually started getting better. And then I was sad again. You know what I mean? So 
Don't look back at your year and be disappointed in yourself by any means. You literally got through the year. That alone is something you should be thankful for and proud of yourself for because it was a weird year. It wasn't normal. And on top of the pandemic, I'm sure you had other shit thrown at you. And as you go into the new year, continue to focus on yourself and not goals or things you want to tangibly achieve, like a promotion or something like that. Those are great. And of course, you want to make yourself proud and accomplish things. And I'm sure there's things on your bucket list. But also just remember to focus on yourself and how you want to feel. So what I do is I don't write down maybe like resolutions or goals. I just kind of like make sure that I know what I want this year to make me feel. Like, what do I want my best moods to be, right? I want to feel compassionate. I want to feel kind. I want to feel generous. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel calm within the chaos. Those are feelings that can come from a multitude of things. And yes, you know, having the goal of getting a promotion at work is awesome, but it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So If you feel like shit the entire time, you're going to get the promotion and still be miserable anyway. So make sure you also know and are intentional about how you want to feel this year, what you want to fill your life up with this year in a sense of moods and feelings, because those are the things that you're going to look back and you're going to be like, you know what? Maybe I didn't make X amount of money this year, but I had like such a amazing year. I was happier than I've ever been. I made so many memories. I'm so confident in myself and my self-worth. I'm really proud of myself for how I navigated whatever life threw at me. Those are like incredible things that you're always going to have and are only going to make you the best version of yourself. And, you know, I mean, a promotion, like I said, it's great. It's so great. And like traveling or getting healthy, like working out a certain amount of times, as long as, as you're doing that, you're intentional with how you want to feel along the way. That would be my advice for going into the new year. Cause I know that like making resolutions or making goals or like expecting to like wake up the next day of the new year and like get to work and everything like it could be really stressful. It's a lot of pressure. You just came off this holiday break. You're probably still really tired from the past year. And all of a sudden it's January 1st and it's like, all right, back to work, back to normal life, like, and lose five pounds and find a boyfriend and do this and that. So focus on how you want to feel. And you're not going to feel great 100% of the time. You're going to have worse moods. But when your best moods are really, really good and really, really meaningful, you're able to also navigate with your mood boosters and tools your worst moods and appreciate the best moods more. I just recommend setting realistic and kind expectations while knowing that you're not going to accomplish everything. And that's okay. So don't make some crazy freaking list of a bajillion things you want to do in the next 12 months because it's going to fly by and what you're going to remember is how you feel. Also remember that you're in charge of your choices. You're not a victim. You get to choose. So it kind of comes down to focusing on the things you can control and what you can't control. And you do have to remember what you are in control of because you could be in a really shitty situation and feel so bad for yourself and throw yourself a pity party and feel like you're the victim. But you have the ability to choose. You have the ability to change your life. You have the ability to make changes. You have the ability to wake up and start over and choose something different. You're not a victim to any situation or circumstance in your life. And if you genuinely can't 
physically get out of whatever situation you're in, you have the choice on how you perceive it, how you let it affect you, and how you navigate and move through it. I think taking that power on is something that's incredibly empowering for yourself to go into this next year of reminding yourself that you're in charge of your own life. You're in charge of your moods. Are they always going to be great? No, but they can be a hell of a lot better if you step up to the plate and recognize that you're in charge and choose differently this time. Even when bad things happen, you can get over it faster and learn more from it and use it to allow you to grow even more as a person, become a better version of yourself. And the bad moods don't last as long. You have the ability and the power to make choices. You have the ability and power to choose if something affects you, to choose if something ruins your day, to choose if something ruins your life. Or you can see things as opportunities and not see things as something you are required to do. You don't have to do anything, so don't get it twisted. Don't put things on other people. Don't put things on your circumstance. All you're going to do is then build a resentment towards that thing and not recognize your part in it at all. You have a part in every single thing. Whether you think you do or not, you do. And really taking that power sometimes is hard because you don't want to admit you have a choice, but you do. And when you go into the new year, you can have the choice and the ability to change and to grow and to do it in a way of how do I want to feel? How do I want to perceive these things? And I think that's, I don't know, a lot better than maybe setting some tangible goals. So set your goals as choices and set your goals as feelings. It's only going to make you a better version of yourself, but it's also going to benefit those around you. It's going to make you a better partner. It's going to make you a better just person to interact with, a better family member, a better co-worker, everything under the sun. When you're taking care of yourself and you're focusing on how you want to feel and you're deciding to remove yourself from situations, to have boundaries, to have more mood boosters, rituals, all those things, you're only going to have a better year. Not just when you get a bonus, not just when you accomplish one thing, but when you feel good doing it, that's when you're going to look back and be like, damn, that was the best 12 months I've had in a really long time. That's what I'm focused on going into the new year because I get so worked up and so caught up in my own moods that sometimes I don't even really remember my goals or my resolutions or whatever because I'm too busy having anxiety or being stressed out or not knowing what to do and future tripping and everything. So if I focus on my intention of how I want to feel and who I want to be and how I want to treat others and how I want to affect other people in my everyday life and feeling my best, then I'm able to like do goals and do them because I want to and because they fill me up and because they make me happy and accomplish them that way. So as everything on your Instagram changes right around Christmas, the day after to New Year's resolutions and getting healthy and all this stuff, do things that make you feel good. Don't just put a goal and a resolution on your list because you think it's going to make you prettier. It's the, you think it's going to make you richer. You think it's going to make a boy like you. Do things that are going to make you the best version of you for you. It's going to make you proud and it'll only benefit everyone around you, like I just said. Thank you guys so much for listening to Mood all year long. 
it is seriously my favorite, favorite, favorite thing I do in all of the things I do. Mood is my absolute favorite. I am totally biased. What can I say? You guys supporting the sponsors, subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on Instagram, buying the merch. It doesn't go unnoticed. It makes all of this possible. And if anything is my number one mood booster of the year, it's the community we've built in the past 12 months. Because it's never easy. I mean, I'm always a shit show. I'm always a hot mess. I'm always trying to be the best version of myself. But being able to talk to you guys open and honestly each week about those struggles and ups and downs and share everything with you makes it all worth it. It makes me feel like I'm not alone because you guys relate to it, which means that I'm not the only one going through it. So you guys mean more to me than you know. Your support for the podcast means more to me than you know. And I really, really hope you enjoy your holiday season. I hope you're able to get some mood boosting in that maybe you don't have time for throughout regular life because, you know, sometimes the holidays are more relaxing, but also sometimes they're even more stressful. So I obviously hope you can boost your mood throughout that as well, if that's your case. I'm so, so, so grateful for you guys. I think the best thing that I did in my life in the past 12 months was turning my life over, surrendering, but also living as authentically as possible and learning to do things for me. And it's still a work in progress. I'm still a work in progress. We're always going to be. You're never going to be perfect. No New Year's resolution, no New Year's goal, no New Year's anything is going to make you having to stop work on yourself at all. We're always going to be evolving and changing and growing, but that's just life. And so we're going to do the best job we can as we go on. And we're going to do it together. I will talk to you guys in the new year. The only place I will be uploading right now is Instagram. So you can follow me at Lauren Elizabeth. I just uploaded my last vlog of the year. It's pretty good if I do say so myself. It's a little bit longer. It's a weekly vlog. It'll get you in the holiday spirit. So go check it out at youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. And I will talk to you guys in the new year. Happy holiday. And to reiterate, happy new year. Bye, guys.